Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring interviews and mindset tools to heal self-sabotage so you can double your income, reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now, and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. My guest today is Abby Adams, a Mamo 2 plus a female health change maker, emotional liberator and founder of Project Woman, a confident feisty space where every woman is invited to feel confident as a woman. Abby is ridiculously passionate about raising the bar on feminine health and has been on a fascinating journey to expand her skills and knowledge that has enabled her to create a unique way of living in harmony as a woman. In this interview, we talk a lot about giving the selves permission to take charge of their own health and their own lives. You also mentioned why periods are important and how they influence every aspect of your life, including your business, and how to deal with emotional challenges and any feelings that come up as you live your life. This interview is very juicy, so let's dive right in. Welcome to the podcast, Abby. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I think what we are talking about today is something that women really need to hear. And so before we dive into that, can you share with us who you are, what you do, and why you started Project Woman. Wonderful to be here with you, my darling. Thanks for inviting me here. And thank you to all of those listeners out there tuning in. Who am I? Gosh, you know what? My inner child just wants to put on a pair of really sparkly sunglasses and go, here I am. Hello there. Um, <laughs> who am I? So my name is Abby. I fell in love with the body at quite a young age. And I feel that that was probably due to a lot that happened in my childhood. Some of it not very nice, some of it very confusing, some of it very controlling. And I didn't realise how I was carrying that in my body up until about 39, if I'm being totally honest with you. And as I traversed this life, I realised that the corporate world really wasn't for me. And I began to train in massage and yoga and I traveled the world I lived in India I lived in Thailand studying the healing arts of of Thai massage and it was just getting to know like this the wonderful effect touch could have on a body me receiving it myself to giving it to someone else but how do you receive and I realized as a woman and watching other women how difficult we find it to receive. So then fast forward, I went out to a mixed movement camp in Miami after a pretty arduous year to just, just clear my head. And we was moving about t- eight to 10 hours a day through martial arts, yoga, calisthenics, all like these wonderful ways of moving the body. So you didn't have much time to think. And it was there that my, my period became 28 days. 
It wasn't heavy or clotty. I wasn't an emotional wreck. What happened? So I came back and I started to look into the menstrual cycle. I was blown away at what I did not know about my body and how this impacted my communication and how I was showing up and why life kept hitting me with the same things over and over again. Because as I started to look at the mumps, I could see, oh, there's a pattern occurring here, especially in regards to my my relationship with alcohol. You know, day 21, boom, the world is against me. I'm a failure. I'm terrible. Two bottles of red wine later, you know, and then we start all over again. So then I started to look into, well, we must be able to move with the menstrual cycle. And then I'm digging even deeper into female physiology with Dr. Stacey Sims. And I'm looking at how to strength train with Phil Richards and the red score on the more esoteric sides of the emotions, which I'm putting all together with my whole life of studying yoga and movement. And this is why I sit before you today, because I am just so, I can't, there's not even a word, like passionate, probably Probably is the best word that I can look for, but let's all admit it's probably been a bit overdone. But when I am with women that want to feel greater and they want to live life and they want to be excited by it and they want to put on their hiking boots and they're ready to get dirty, like my whole body just wants to explode. There are no words. Just being with women, I love all humans, but being with women and liberating them from these emotional armors that they've carried throughout most of their life and they don't realize that they're there is what really makes me zing zing is probably a better word than passion if i'm being totally honest with you i've kind of pulled everything together i'm also a functional kinesiologist and i create these wonderful one-to-ones and group sessions as well as i'm the founder of project woman which is a space where a confidence space where women can show up and understand and express who they really are so that's me that's an amazing story and there is <laughs> so much to unpack that i don't even know where to start <laughs> but i think a big theme that is coming up from your story is giving yourself permission because you were starting with working in corporate and there wasn't working out so you move and go to Thailand to study yoga, kinesiology, and again, how many people would actually do that in mm. our society when we are told that you are lucky to just have a job and then mm. you want to move somewhere else and do things with the body? <laughs> I think it's amazing, but it's not something that most people give themselves permission to and even going deeper with studying about the period and how it works. There is so much about women are irrational and women are hormonal and women are emotional, but not actually understanding that we are just out of balance because we live in a world that is not made for us. And so again, giving yourself permission to go down that path. So do you want to elaborate more on that? How did you decide that enough is enough and I'm going for this? Well, do you know what? It's really funny you're saying about women being emotional. I tell you what, I was, when I worked corporate, I was so emotional. I was drinking loads. and It was great fun at the time, don't get me wrong. But I was drinking loads. I remember being in the toilet one day because one of the surveyors said something to me and I got all upset and I took myself to the toilet to hide how I was feeling. It just goes to show that your environment is what determines or can impact your emotions. The corporate world wasn't made for a woman's physiology. I'm going back 20 years ago now. There was never any space for women's health. I don't think there's any space for men's health back then. I 
you just used to work hard, you would play harder and that was it. But I remember sitting at my desk one day and thinking, do I want to be doing someone's expenses when I get to 50? I just can't do it to myself. I'm, no offense to anyone else who is in that role. It just didn't work for me. And I just felt like my body was falling to pieces just sitting at that desk every day. And so people used to say to me, Abby, you're so knowledgeable in regards to the health and well-being, like the little things that you should be doing this. I do want to, I want to get back into it because prior to being in corporate, I trained to be a beautician and a masseuse. So that, that was already inside. So I started to train behind the scenes and then eventually it just all got too much. You could probably call it a little bit of a breakdown, maybe a bit of burnout, but it's funny. I can never carry those labels. I don't ever see that as being the case. It's really funny for me. I never see myself as heading in that direction but that was the catalyst and the permission that you speak of I think I've always had an issue with authority so those permissions that you speak of it's funny I, I just find them really easy they sometimes get tangled don't get me wrong I mean I spoke to you before we came on about my period and I'm celebrating today because it finally returned after three months That's and that came from taking someone's advice in regards to my health that didn't work for me but Knowing what I do, I realised that it wasn't my fault. It was actually the advice. So just put it down. And I came back to another approach and it has brought my periods back and I am so happy. But I see this a lot with women, you know, unfortunately. They don't feel they've got the permission to exert authority upon their choices, especially when it comes to taking time out. You know, I can't do that because I don't have enough time. I can't do that because I don't have enough money. I can't do that because I've got a family. I can't do that. I've got too much work on. These layers, they're like armor, really. They're layer upon layer of armoring because we just don't want to deal with what's going on underneath our skin. And that's all right. There's no judgment here. But there is so much gold going on underneath. And that's what I want women to really understand and appreciate. I relate to you that... As someone that has a problem with authority as well, that makes it easier to just go for it and not give permission. And at the same time, I am very capable of telling the doctor that I don't believe his advice is right or quitting a job. To me, that's easy. What's mm. hard and what I find myself still waiting for permission is when I have feelings or I am attached to someone in the sense that when I I am single now, but when I'm in a relationship, having to discuss everything with a person and making sure that I had their permission before investing in a program or making such a decision, or what will my family say? What will my mom say if I dare to go against the grain? So I think sometimes a lot of women are held back just by the fear that if they take the initiative and don't wait for everyone in their life to give the okay, they are going to be seen as the bad woman, like the selfish woman. Do you have any thoughts on that? I've got another example here, which is on the weekend, I went to an event called Be Inspired. And the at the end of it, there was the opportunity to buy into the, the headliners, one of her courses. And so I went down to certify my husband because he had my debit card on him in his wallet and I was sitting there thinking oh he's gonna say he's gonna say a really stupid idea he's gonna say no and then I just won't do it he said that sounds like an amazing idea Abby and it sounds like you should really do that damn it <laughs> damn it there is no excuse I've got no excuse to not do this the only excuse 
is my emotional limitations towards taking myself further towards something that I want to achieve. He was my excuse. Wow. That that so I take full responsibility for that, especially when it comes to money. And I'm sure many people can appreciate that because it comes up time and time again for women. I can't afford to do that or I don't have the money to do that. And I totally appreciate that. We're all in this current lifestyle where expenses are going up. But what we have to come back to is what we value most. And female health holds no value in society. We have been conditioned that there is no value within our female health. So therefore, we don't want to attach ourselves to something that isn't valuable, that isn't a worthy investment. So this is why we keep pushing it away. This is why we keep telling ourselves that our periods are inconveniences and we take medication for them. This is why we listen to the doctor when they give us antidepressants or the pill to, to try and solve an issue with the body, which is more to do with the environment than the body. I totally feel you because money is something that I have to work on continuously. But when it comes to my health, oh my goodness, I'd walk around naked. I do sometimes if you've watched my Instagram account and I would always invest in my health. I recently bought me and my husband, a friend of mine did a beautiful massage and movement course online, which I bought for me and my husband, which was a really beautiful experience for both of us to come together and spend some time. It's just what I'm invested in. It's just what makes me feel good. I've recently given up alcohol. I'm not saying I'm never not going to drink because that would just be stupid and that just creates more wanting to drink. But I'm at the moment I'm choosing not to drink because it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. And I know what happens when I put alcohol in my body. I know what happens to me as a human being and to my hormones. So again, the value behind your body will drive the choices and the permissions that will take you to where you're going to end up being. And when you don't understand your values, when you don't understand your choices and you don't understand your permissions, you will always end up in a place you are confused by, that you feel that life keeps giving you lemons to suck on. But it's not because of the value and the choice that you execute. I don't believe in luck. I, I believe in the universe and I believe in these wonderful messages and divine intervention and, and all of those wonderful things. But I am a big believer that you will guide yourself with the right intention towards where you need to be. It doesn't just happen. I couldn't agree more. What I'm hearing you say is taking responsibility for your health instead of outsourcing it to doctors, the government, to experts that we are told they know better when actually it is your body <laughs> no one knows your body better than you know your body so for someone that wants to start taking responsibility for their health and start giving themselves the permission they need to do things their way what advice would you give to them i would say if you are looking to create great change to initiate a lifestyle that incorporates you as a whole being and as a female a woman or a human with a womb to find the environment that supports that now there are many out there but as i am the founder of project woman i'm going to be speaking about that because that comes from the heart and here is a space where we want you to show up we've got the scream room where you are welcome to scream out whatever you need to swear words are are accepted here There's no hiding because once you can release that, it's on. You haven't got to hold that in. You've not got to pretend. You've not got to manipulate yourself. And in this space, we have a wonderful array of what we call empower her partners. And they are women that are trained, well-versed, researched in the field of all aspects of female health. 
I am not having a pop at the NHS, but they do not have the resources for female health. They do not have this wonderful wisdom that I am with, with my partners in regards to your emotions, your physical, your physiology, your gut health. We come from a perspective of balance where we want you to feel in harmony with yourself and you are encouraged to do so we have the cycle check-in on a monday which just flicks the switch in your brain to say oh hang, hang on a minute where am i in my cycle and that's that that's if you are menstruating perimenopausal or menopausal because we use the moon as an as an anchor for menopausal women because you don't stop being part of life just because you go through this evolutionary phase contrary to popular belief we've been told this haven't we for a long time that you go through menopause and you might as well die because you're old and you're past it and you're not worth it pulling the bullshit lever on that it's not true you have so much wisdom and this is what we encourage in this space so it could be project woman or it could be another membership or collective but find that space that allows you to voice your to voice how you feel so that you can be supported towards heading in the right direction because the way you digest stress is the way you digest life and every woman is different i come from a background where childhood was quite difficult and so my nervous system is set a lot higher to perhaps you and the next woman we've all got these different traits and this is why it's so important to understand the choices that we have so that when something doesn't work or our physiology changes we can adapt because that's what we're doing all the time we're just adapting so to turn around and say you need to stop you need to start if someone ever starts a conversation like that with you, you like blow out the water. What are you feeling? What are you going through right now? Where are you in your life? But the big thing, how are you feeling? Because that is going to be the catalyst to everything else. Your emotional health is the platform to everything else. And this is what I specialize in. We have to appreciate the emotions because they are like the soil that you are growing out of. If that is not being nourished, nothing's going to grow. That foundation can't hold anything. That was a pretty long bit of advice, but hopefully you got in. It is all about environment because our habits are very hard to change when we get to 30s, 40s and 50s. So you need the right people. Hey, Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at a snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends, and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. 
And yet the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you too are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious, it's like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you're going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and all stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you, so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial location and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today. Thank you for sharing that. I don't remember where I heard this, but there is this quote that says the key to freedom is in what are you unwilling to feel so true that there is just not a space to talk about emotions in general i think everyone in this modern world is stressed we don't even realize we're stressed because it's so normalized to feel stressed to feel run down to feel even burnout that i remember a few years ago i was very badly burnout and it took a coach to tell me 
you're experiencing right now because we was like what are you talking about i've been operating from this place for so long that it's just my new normal and, and when she started doing the inner work Lukita was happening within me and implementing this piece of slowing down journaling the things started changing and life just became easier my question is because stress is so normalized and people say well this sounds nice but i can't not be stressed because my job my family so what advice would you give to someone that says oh that sounds good but i can't do that i can't stress nothing i'm 41 now and i've been in this game for a very long time and i have begged people when i first started out in this realm beg people giving stuff away for free being persistent you cannot make it's like that drawing a horse to water tale isn't it you cannot make someone do something that they're not ready for i've had a recent experience where someone stepped too far out of their comfort zone and nothing bad happened but it was just too much for them so they had to leave and that was fine because what's happened now is she has pushed the boundaries a little bit more so the next time she attends something like that Hopefully she'll stay longer. And I know, because I've been there, I've been in exactly the same situation. As long as they know that you're there and they know that you are heartfelt and they know what what you're capable of offering, that's enough. I see so many practitioners and I, I was privy to many conversations at the start of this year where these wonderful women, and this is what created the Empower Her Partnership on the Project Woman Collective. There was so many women who had studied such fantastic female health, as I call them, arts, from nutritionists to various coaches to healers to yoga teachers. And they're telling me, where is everyone? People are getting in contact with me, but they're not signing up for the work. We have to appreciate that we can keep pushing these these people away, but eventually you're going to end up at a point where you don't want to be. And then are you going to be taken through on the Western medicine side of things, which is a beautiful compliment to the feminine approach. But hopefully it doesn't get to the point where you're in surgery and that happens. A lot of people that I hear, I was at an event this week just gone, a woman at the age of 45 ended up having a heart attack and was rushed into hospital. There's all of these symptoms and responses are happening earlier and earlier and earlier because the stress starts earlier and earlier and earlier. Young children are going into school, learning things that I remember learning in secondary school. I'm watching my little boy and I'm thinking, what on earth is going on? So we have to take all of that into account again we look at the layers and you say about when people say oh no i'm not stressed i'm fine i feel like fine is is almost as offensive as fuck off because that's what it feels like when someone says i'm fine i feel like someone's saying fuck off because it has the same it's, it's the same really don't come too close i can't let this out i'm not willing to open up because it's too terrifying for me this is as far as i can go listen to your language Listen to your responses, that especially that internal narrative. I say to women a lot, how do you digest stress? And they look at me and say, I have no bloody idea what you're talking about. Okay, so what's your emotional go-to when anything little happens, such as you drop your phone on the floor or the dishwasher doesn't go on when you say, when you go to put it on? What's the initial reaction? Mine is, is anger and defensiveness. I will immediately go, oh, for fuck's sake. And then I have to go, Abby, my darling, you are so loved. And it's a practice that I actually do. I laugh at myself because I come from a working class family. And if they could hear me, they'd go, what on 
earth are you doing talking to yourself like that get a grip <laughs> yeah but I don't want to be that stressed out vengeful defensive woman I, I lived most of my life like that to be honest with you it came across in a way that was like oh here comes Abby she's so determined and resilient absolutely but ultimately I'm pushing away what I ultimately wanted in life because you can't always keep doing. And this is the beauty of feminine health and understanding that cyclical approach. Although I really, I'm not a fan of the word cyclical because it just sounds so almost technical, but you get what I'm saying, this harmonious feminine approach to life. You can't always do, just really underneath that, you don't, you don't want to always do. And this is when we start getting narky. And this is when the PMS starts coming up. And this is when life becomes a bit of a battle and you start fighting it, but you don't have to fight it because there's no fight there if you can just slow down. Breathe. There is so much to unpack in that answer. And I remember I was the person who would always say, I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. And in the past couple of years, I started actually seeing how I'm feeling. And it's really fun to note the reactions that people get because they don't expect it. You realize that some of them don't even want to hear. Just asking you as it's polite. But when you say, oh, I'm not even the best day. They're like, what did I say now? <laughs> this, is, this was not the deal. I love it when someone asks me how I am. I'm I'm all zingy. Thank you for asking. Or do you know what? I, It's not the day today. I'm really not feeling it. I would class myself as very privileged that I surround myself with people now that just totally get it. Oh, love. What's happened? What's going on? Do you want to talk about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yes, no, but yes, it's all going to come out. And that's lovely. I love that. I look back and if I'd have done that in the corporate world, my God, no one would have spoken to me. I would have been sat in a corner. (laughs) And just so beautiful because now you have a young niece or your friends who have babies and they do this. Like if they don't like something, don't hesitate. Actually letting it out, which... As humans, as adults, we have lost because we learned that it's not okay to express these emotions or to let other people know what you're feeling because they're going to hurt you. And all this conditioning that just leaves you trapped. And as you pointed out, then that just creates more stress and you become sick and the symptoms, even heart attacks in people younger, younger, younger. And like when you were saying, yeah, you have amazing conversations with people, you know, you can help them. And at the same time, they don't want to invest in feminine health. And they will just go to the NHS or traditional doctors that they are amazing people and they're doing the best they can. But they're just female health. It's just not that well studied. There are many companies that are funding studies to understand how we work, how we are wired. When we talk about scientific studies, they're almost always done on men mm-hmm. and just assume that it's going to translate to women. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things about women that we still don't know. <laughs> the science still hasn't caught up on yet. Mm-hmm. And where I'm going with this is going back to that permission piece. Do you feel that when women are hesitant, to invest in alternative health practices in female health practitioners is because there is some sort of stigma that it is okay for me to go to 
the NHS to my GP, but if I go to an alternative practitioner, then people are going to think that I'm crazy. And it's like, hey, I don't have the permission to go there because otherwise mm-hmm. I'm going to be perceived as crazy or who, what are your thoughts on that? Well, those two words you've just put up there are pretty awesome in explaining. When you look back through the evolution of being a woman and women were burnt at the stake for being witches, this was a terrifying time. And so you would never speak up. These women that were burnt at the stake as witches, they were only homeopaths, midwives, doulas. That's all they were. And so they had to go underground. They had to be silenced. So when we look back at time and we look at how we had to keep our voices down, quiet, secret. It echoes through to you today. Words you use there, a phenomenal woo-woo, crazy, for going to a practitioner of female health, a specialist in her field. There's yeah. nothing crazy and woo-woo about that in the slightest. What's crazy is Going to someone who has no training or understanding in female health, has no research, has nothing, and they're prescribing you with medication that isn't even made for what you're explaining. How many times has people been to the doctor, their skin, their hair, and they give you the pill? That's the contraceptive pill. What? Why are you giving me that? That's crazy. And when you look at history and the evolution of where the pill came from, the women that it killed along the way to supposed freedom and what actually goes into the pill and certain types of of HRT is actually detrimental to a woman's health. So you can keep on calling it crazy if you want, but that's because you're not willing to give yourself permission. Simple as that. I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, To me, it's crazy. The common side effects of... The pill, like acne, um, hormonal imbalance, or putting on weight, they are seen as normal. It really makes you think how much we women are putting up with, just because we are told that normal for us to put up with things, when it actually is not. No, this is a great habit that we have flexed our muscle on, put up with. To carry the burden we do it very very well because we don't believe we have any other choice but you do going back to something else that you said before about being the cyclical nature of our periods are cyclical our period is not just those three five days of bleed but really it's the entire cycle of the month and nature as well is cyclical right like if you look at nature, everything has a continual evolution. Whereas in our modern society, we are we just have one gear, like go, go, go and go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely no stopping. So can you talk more about that and how working with your peers, as opposed to just pushing through in a different phases can actually help us in with our work, with our family, like to have, just to have a better quality of life. There are some amazing resources out there. When you look at the Red School, they offer you the season of the cycle. So your inner winter is around your bleed. Then you've got mid-follicular, 
which is your inner spring. You've got your ovulation, which is your inner summer. And then you've got your inner autumn, which is your luteal phase. These give you a really beautiful opportunity to tune into how you are feeling. But what I have seen is that not everyone feels the same within these seasons. And this again comes back round to how do you digest stress? And so what I have now not determined because it's all just a play in progress, right? Not a work, a play. We've got to make it more play. Is that from your menstruation to your ovulation, this is your drive, your power phase, how you cultivate this and how you build it. Because it's not just you are powerful, you're building that. You're building, 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 building until you come up to this ovulation is where you receive that power. And then you've got from ovulation to menstruation, there's this elegance to letting go. So this is your right to rest and you slowly begin to wind down. Now, again, it's not all of a sudden you throw everything off and you start lying back on a deck chair. You're gradually working slower down and then you're back at menstruation. So you can see when you look at these two sides of the cycle, you've got this wonderful opportunity to drive, create, go out there, communicate. And then it's all about coming back in and reflecting and looking after yourself. And this is a wonderful opportunity to become more harmonious with your natural rhythm. What are, for people who are listening, and they may not be aware of this, what are the benefits of working with your cycle? It's about working with quality, not quantity. It's like saying you work from nine to five. It's a really outdated concept as far as I'm concerned, yeah. because you're not going to get your best five days a week in that are you and as a woman I think you can appreciate that so you start to look at these habits so when do you have more energy to do the more physical things in life when is it that you are more creative when is it that you are more reflective when is it that you can do your writing and your planning when is it that you are more communicative and you can be in meetings and talks you start to to, to create these pockets but again, what I recommend to you is, is that you never to become too attached to anything, because again, it starts to change as we move into the next evolutionary phase. But it can have this wonderful opportunity of permission, permission to not work until 12 o'clock at night, one o'clock in the morning. I know there are certain times when it it might be a must, but we now know the impact upon our sleep disruption that circadian rhythm, the importance of getting really nourishing sleep is so vital to your hormonal health, but to every aspect of your health, including your immunity. Your sleep is imperative to your immunity. And so when we understand this more rhythmical response to life, we can create great, greater ways of working that doesn't deplete. How wonderful is that? It is. I mean, this has been an incredible conversation and I could speak with you for hours. <laughs> uh, I want to be conscious of your time. So is there anything that I haven't asked you yet that you would like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? There's a whole wide world out there waiting for you to indulge yourself in your feminine health but don't allow it to feel overwhelming because that's just what they want you to believe your feminine health is is a wonderful adventure it is liberating it is exciting it is empowering it is everything that you 
believe when you watch a movie. So don't wait for someone to give you the permission. Go for it. But find mm. your right tribe, which I trust that you will find in Project Woman. So come and give us a go. Yes, that's a beautiful way to end. And for anyone that wants to go deeper with this, they want to join Project Woman, get more involved, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram. I will share all of my details with you, my darling. But I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I have my my website. But all of the details I will share with you. And also my email address so you can get in contact with me direct. Absolutely. We're going to put all the links in the show notes below. And I would encourage everyone to check them out. Because your F is everything and when you master that you can have a better quality of life and everything else we seem so much easier so definitely go for it and thank you so much for being with us Abby. it's been incredible thank you my darling it's been a pleasure thank you for listening to the treasures within podcast if you've enjoyed this episode if you found even one small nugget here to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business share this episode with a friend or two so they can benefit from it too Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.